we say all the time, authenticity wins. Authenticity wins always. First and foremost, that is what we are about more than anything is authenticity. So I'm not necessarily encouraging everyone to get out there and start a podcast to share your trauma, right? but giving yourself permission to accept yourself and the trauma. Exactly. Accept yourself and the change and accept yourself and the fact that you're an addict or that you're an alcoholic or that you are codependent and you're anxious and depressed. Accepting that, but not accepting it as a permanent thing. Right. This this stuff can be changed and you can also flip it and make it a positive. Yes. Just like we've done. Welcome back, welcome back, and welcome to all of our new listeners and followers. Uh, the past couple of episodes have, I guess, kind of been a jumping off point for us. We've we've seen a huge influx of, of new uh, people, we've seen tons of new listeners, we've seen interactions and DMs from people that we don't know, and you guys have told us some of the most heartfelt stories about what you're going through, and you reached out to us, and I just can't... Thank you enough for the support that you've given us and for opening up to us about your lives. I think that when we started this thing, we kind of decided if we could just help one person, then it would be worth it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now we've got dozens and dozens of people that have reached out and it's like, I'm going through the same thing and listening to that gave me hope. Right. And that just gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Like I want to, if you've gotten a DM back from, from either of us. And we're pretty good about going through these in comments and whatnot. If you gotten anything back and it was to the effect of like, thank you. We meant it like heartfelt. Thank you to everybody that has reached out to us and, and told us that they got something from it. I just think it's so cool because when we, as we were living this, I certainly sure as hell didn't think this is going to make a great story one day. No, make a sick podcast. Yeah. It was like, my lives are falling apart and, we just don't know what to do. We're completely broken. We're shattered. What the hell next? Mm-hmm. That's what our episode's about today. It's about after the dust settled and as we're sitting there kind of looking at each other from across the room thinking, what the F do we do now? Yeah. Like every fantasy we had and every plan and every dream is busted. This was not part of the deal, uh, but this is reality. What do we do? And we were kind of left with a decision. We either kind of hid it from the world and sort of just carried on, I guess, or let's just own this thing. Yeah. And let's just be authentic about it. And man, it was told to me pretty simply uh, by someone else much wiser than me. They said, when it comes to your life and the changes you make, decisions you make, those that matter don't mind. Those that mind don't matter. Mm-hmm. And it was incredibly powerful because it's true. Dr. The, Seuss? Was it Dr. Seuss? I don't know. There's no way that was Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's a doctor, but it wasn't a Seuss, I'm pretty sure. But the people in your life that truly love you, that care about you, that want to see you win, aren't going to care. They're not going to care. They're going to support you. The people that don't really care, they don't really, they're not involved in your lives. If they got opinions about it, so what, man? So what? So what? So after the dust settled, we kind of made the decision, all right, let's 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 own this thing and let's see where it goes. 
So this week we're going to be discussing identity and personality because I think it's safe to say that our identity was completely blown up mm-hmm. after this. Yeah. And even now, like after the podcast and everything else, people who didn't really know us or know our story, this is now us. Yeah. This is our identity. Right. <laughs> so we're kind of living this in the moment, even though we'd lived it, you know, years and years and years ago. But check this out. I found this definition online. I thought it was insane. The word personality stems from the Latin word persona, which refers to a theatrical mask worn by performers to play roles or disguise their identities. In the ancient world, a persona was a mask worn by an actor. We are the maskless podcast. That's what two flow couples about. It's about authenticity and our logos or skulls because Skulls can't wear masks. They have no skin. They have no face. It's truly us at our core. So I think it's fitting this week that we're talking about identity and personality. Now, when it comes to us, you guys have heard for the past couple of weeks what our story was, how it how it unfolded, what got us into addiction, how we got out of it and codependency, and then being able to look at the world in the eyes and say, this is us. This is us for better or for worse. This is us. What's interesting, though, is that we weren't always that way. So we've already proven that persona, personality, is in fact a mask, which means that we can change it. It's malleable. It's fluid. So when I think about other parts of my personality and what I'd like to change, it doesn't seem so impossible. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to say that I'm just, I'm not very social. I don't talk to people. Right. Or I'm anxious. I get anxious a lot. Or what are some other ones that you had? You were talking about it in the show notes page. You were like, I I can't speak in front of people or something to that effect. Yeah, like public speaking. I, I don't, but I always want to do that. Or um, I'm an introvert. That's it. Yeah, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert, man. I'm just, I'm just an introvert. Every time that we say these things about ourselves, we're reinforcing the sense of identity. We've got our authentic self. And then there's what's called the adaptive self. So the authentic self lives inside of us along with the adaptive self. Think of these like uh, the cartoons from back in the day where you've got your conscience, you've got your the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. Think about your different selves on each shoulder. Not good or bad, though. One's not an angel, one's not a devil. They're just non-judgmental. They're just there. Right. The adaptive self, these are the things that we learn through life on how to fit in in our families, in our homes first growing up, and then in our schools, in our friend circles, Mm -hmm. in the states that we live in, in the cities that we're from, these things kind of come to define us. And sometimes they come into conflict with our authentic selves, the things that we truly value, the things that we, when we look at our core, it's like, what do I really value in this life? What what am I really about? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the Adaptive self can get so far out of skew, though, we lose touch with our authentic self. When we lose touch with our our authentic selves, we often feel lonely, unsupported, and we feel lost, just completely lost. Like you've lost your sense of self because you're trying to be someone else all the time. Now, I get this because I remember my first therapy session ever, which is back in probably 2013, 
within a few moments, my therapy was my my therapist was scratching down notes. I'm, I'm looking over there at their notes, you know, like looking like what are you writing down? <laughs> and they told me I was a chameleon. A chameleon. A, you remember this? Yes. You were in it. It was a couple's session. That was a hoot. That was a fun one, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was still in treatment at the time, but I was a chameleon. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that mean? Well, if anyone who knows what a chameleon does, it doesn't take too hard to, you know, jump jump to to figure out what this means in in psychology. But it's someone that changes their skin to fit the situation. Yes. I would change my identity, my personality. All the time, depending fit, on the person, to fit, depending on the person, the situation, mm-hmm. to to fit in. That was my goal was to fit in, and the reason I wanted to fit in is because I feared rejection. Yes. If you knew who I really was, you wouldn't want anything to do with me. And the worst thing that could ever happen to me was rejection. So I protected that by being a chameleon. But when you're a chameleon, you could. You lie so much and you pretend so much, you you lose yourself. You lose yourself. That's exactly like, what I was So when say. I got sober, I remember the question, who the hell am I? Who am I? Luckily, we've been together since we were 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my late 20s by the time all this is going on. And I sort of had a, you were like a lighthouse. I could always look back there and get a sense of my direction because you knew me before all this, right, you could remind me who I was and what I was and help, help me remember the guy that you fell in love with and why you fell in love with me. Mm-hmm. But it was really hard finding my true self again because I felt immediately like, but people aren't going to like me. They're not going to like this guy. I, I don't, I'm not sure this, this isn't what I planned. I, I didn't curate this for the world. It's not ready to show anybody yet. And it's scary as hell. It's so scary to to show the world your true self. But the first thing that I did was give myself permission. I had to give myself permission to change. It's okay just to be yourself. It's okay. When I got sober, I swore to everything that I was willing to go to any length. And this this was one of them. It's the willingness to look at yourself and the pieces of your personality that are working against you, not working in your favor. And then look at those that do work in your favor and working toward improving my personality. They say the most difficult thing about recovery is that you have to change everything about yourself. Like people will say that sarcastically all the time. Like, it's no big deal. You, don't, you just have to change everything about yourself. You have to change your people, places, things, the way you respond. You know, no big deal. Yeah. It's, it's a little much. But we, we talk a lot about authenticity here, and we also talk a lot about balance. So as we're talking about the adaptive self and the authentic self, for all you black and white thinkers out there, don't get it twisted. This doesn't mean that you're either all authentic or all adaptive. Right. It's about balance. Yes. Finding <laughs> so, that middle ground. Right. So as I was exploring like my core values and what I, what I truly believe in, I believe in authenticity, but I also believe in balance. Mm-hmm. So there is a time when your authentic self may be best served by your adaptive self. Um, at the dinner table on Thanksgiving, I guess, uh, <laughs> with your family, just because Uncle Alvin is over there going off about politics doesn't mean that you need to lose your mind. You right. Know, adaptive self takes over. Just keep your head down, get in your lane, finish up this turkey and dressing. Let's get the hell out of here. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. So there yeah, is a yeah. balance for it. Absolutely. But after we 
you know, after we did the dust settled on us, like we knew we were broken. We knew we were different. We knew that this wasn't going to wash off, but how were we going to own it? And what would our personalities look like in the end with our story? Like as much as I'd like to talk about our story, I don't, I don't want people tuning in every week to just hear about this story of addiction and codependency and like us. I want to make this about something bigger than us and how this could apply to help other people. So I think about something like anxiety or Mm -hmm. depression, which is more common than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And part of it's just because people are finally being okay with saying like, I have depression right? or I have anxiety disorder. And it's like these things that have been going on for ever are just now talked about. And I think that's good. I think that the awareness about these things is good. Right. But you have overcome anxiety and depression. Um, and it's through changes in personality that you yes. achieve this, right? Right. Changes in personality and behavior, of course. So when you look at your personality and like the different parts that, that make it up, speaking about you, because I think this is really relatable for a lot of listeners. Mm-hmm. When you looked at your personality 10, 12 years ago, what are some things that you look back on now and you could identify as as shortcomings, I guess, defects of character, things that weren't things serving that held you. me back basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm um, just being like socially awkward with people. Um, you know, being, I, I'm still socially awkward with people. You think you are, but you're really not right. But that's what I mean. I don't let it hold me back. I'm more at a place where it's like, I don't want to be socially awkward. I want to actually be, you know, like you and speak with people at an intelligent level, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so what I, what do I do to change that? I put myself in these uncomfortable situations. I do, I get out of my comfort zone to change my personality. Like all these little defects, I guess you could say the things that just hold me back. Um, just no different than anxiety. I didn't want to be anxious. I didn't want it to define me. I didn't want it to be like, Oh, I'm just anxious. So I can't, I can't go there. I can't go to the grocery store because I have anxiety. I might have a panic attack. No, I got out of my comfort zone to deal with it. And then it got better change. So you forced change. I forced change because I wanted it. I didn't want to rely on medication. I didn't want to rely on that just being a part of my identity. So what looks different now when you look at your personality and your identity? Do you still say to yourself, I'm socially awkward, I'm inept, I'm all these things that you tell yourself, is that still part of it? Sometimes I do, but most of the time I change it, I switch it because I don't think it's necessarily true. So I switch that and I say, no, you know, I'm okay. I'm a pretty cool person. People can talk to me. I'm all right. I think affirmations are really important positive affirmations. Yeah. Even if I don't feel it necessarily, because those feelings still come back, I still change my, the way I speak to myself. The subconscious mind will take what you tell it and plug it in deep. And it becomes almost part of your identity and your personality. So if you're constantly saying to yourself, I'm a loser or I'm overweight or I'm depressed or I'm anxious or I'm bad in public all these things, these things we tell ourselves, they become part of our identity and our personality. Mm-hmm. And as humans, we're very selfish creatures. We just are. If you're ever, if you think that's not true, just look at your five-year-old for two seconds. Yeah. The most selfish creature in the world is a five-year-old. They don't care about anything but themselves. But we are selfish and we don't want to change. We don't want to 
we don't want to change anything else. It's mine. I'm holding on to it, good or bad. It's mine. I don't want to let it go. Yeah. If we turn the script and mm-hmm. we start to talk about the positive things we want to see changing, yes. you'll start to see positive change. Yes. It's the first step. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have to acknowledge that that's your defect, right? Like you need to see it for what it is, but then you switch it. So a lot of us go through changes that aren't just like what we went through. It wasn't just addiction or depression or whatever. For some other people, it's it's tough. It's divorce or it's abuse. It's major life pivots. Have you changed a career? Have you decided to live off the grid and just go go for broke and live your dream, whatever that may look like? <laughs> but every time we do something like this, we're not just making a decision to change the way we live. We're changing our identity. We're changing our personality. So when I think about personality being a mask we wear, like we had a conversation before dinner or not before dinner, before the podcast started, my son essentially called me out for being unsupportive of him when he's emotional about things. And Paige let me know about this because I wasn't in the room when he talked about it. And she's like, I'm not telling you this to like put you on blast, but it hurt. It hurt to hear. But what did I say? I'm going to start tomorrow. Be different. Right. I'm going to put on a different mask in the morning and whenever he needs me, whenever he's, he's a highly emotional kid, but whenever, you know what, there's a way to respond to it. That's correct. And there's a way that's not working. And that's the way that I choose to handle it now. Mm-hmm. So something's got to change. So I'm not going to drift into, you know, remorse over it. I'm just going to be better. I'm going to be better tomorrow. Make a decision to be better tomorrow. And you're going to practice. I'm a patient father. I can do this. Right. I will be right. Yeah. And I need another piece of this thing is accountability. You're gonna have to call me out, which we will get to later, but no matter what you're going through. So whether it's overcoming addiction or if it's depression, or if it's a huge life change, your identity has been, has gone through a shell shock. Mm -hmm. And so you, what do you do? How do you handle it? How do you grow into this new identity? We say all the time, authenticity wins. Authenticity wins always. First and foremost, that is what we are about more than anything is authenticity. So I'm not necessarily encouraging everyone to get out there and start a podcast to share your trauma, right? but giving yourself permission to accept yourself and the trauma, exactly. accept yourself and the change and accept yourself and the fact that you're an addict or that you're an alcoholic or that you are codependent and you're anxious and depressed, accepting that, but not accepting it as a permanent thing. Right. This is, this stuff can be changed and you can You're also flip it and make it. it a positive. Yes. Just like we've done. Yeah. There, I know people in the program that choose not to talk about this stuff with anyone. And I respect that. I understand totally. Mm-hmm. For me, I just couldn't see any other way than to make this a beacon of hope for others. Yeah. To make this something that people could look at and say, man, you know, it can be actually kind of cool. Like being sober could be a good thing. It yeah. could be awesome. Right. I, I could... When you first get sober, you think, okay, I'm never going to have fun again, like ever. I'm never going to laugh again. Um, vacations from now on are going to suck. Mm-hmm. Like sex will be boring. Like all these things cross your mind. Dang. And none of them were true. Right. None of them were true. It's crap I told myself. Mm-hmm. You know, these fears I had. I had to look the world in the eyes and say, okay, man, this is me. Better or for worse. Like standing, you feel naked when you're doing it. But we owned it and we came correct with it. And you can't just own it without expecting some scrutiny. Yeah. Some scrutiny. Not everyone is going to be proud of you. Not everyone's going to love your journey. Not everyone's going to 
be okay with it. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, yep. I've come to terms with that. And what is it that I always say that it's none of my business, what other, other people, people think, think about me? Yep. I, I love that. Like I'm not for everybody and it's none of my business what other people think about me. Right. I'm fine with that. I can stay in my own lane. Just be me. If you don't like me, okay. That's okay with me. Yeah. Like I don't have to be liked by everybody anymore. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, I don't have a lot of enemies either. So I think most do. I think, <laughs> I think most people like me, but I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily care. Like you don't care didn't. anymore. That's what's great. No, but if this is hard to relate to, just think about some in, in simpler terms. Uh, when you got married, when you had kids, when you got your first big girl or big boy job, you have this identity that kind of comes along with that. Like I remember the first time, like our, our daughter's name is Sydney. When Paige was pregnant, I announced, we announced it. And I came in the office the following day and this guy that worked for us at the time, he was like, hey, look, there goes Sydney's dad. I remember it like floored me. I'm like, oh, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it was someone's a, dad. It, it was the first time it occurred to me that that was going to be part of my identity. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of shocking. And I was like, whoa, how do you handle that? How do you take that? And taking it slow and just kind of being like, okay, like, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. It was really, really tough. So we talked about different ways that we can change our personality, some ways that we have worked through to change our personality and be more authentic. So we've got four ways that we can be more authentic, develop authenticity in four ways that you can change your personality starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So Paige, you want to go through these, the authenticity? Yeah. You've got it right there. I do. Yeah. <laughs> We're prepared here on two. <laughs> We're being authentic. This is how we roll. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I'll just, I'll you, wing you it. Start, you okay, start, fine. you start. So as far as authenticity <laughs> is concerned, identifying discrepancies between your actions and your beliefs, your actions and your beliefs. Do you say things just to say them or do you really mean that? Are you saying things just to fit in or do you really mean that stuff? So for me, I think back to before I got sober. So I'm, I'm a very, very spiritual person now. Um, I meditate, I pray, I sit still in the world, I practice mindfulness and presence. And uh, I remember I used to always say that that stuff's for the weak and addicts, addicts are weak. People who get addicted to stuff, they're just weak people. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that stuff, but it wasn't just because it, it floored my ass and kicked my ass that I changed my mind on this. I remember even I was, I was saying those things. They felt kind of icky. They yeah. felt just icky. It just didn't feel like me. Right. I was just saying them because that's the way me and my friends talked. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel that way about things. So identifying discrepancy between my actions and my beliefs. Another one is identify fears and develop the courage to face them. For me, it was rejection. That was a big one. So to become more authentic, I had to identify what was standing in between me and authenticity. Yeah. And for most people that go through this, you'll find that it's fear, some sort of fear. Yeah, for sure. Fear that I'm going to lose what something I have, fear that I'm not going to get something I want, or this general fear of just rejection. The other one I, we walked, I guess we both worked through this one was exploring our values. It's number three, exploring Mm -hmm. our values. Mm -hmm. What are your core values? Yeah. What do you believe at your, at your heart and your gut? What do you believe in? That's your authentic self. 
it's usually the quiet voice. It's the one that goes against the grain yep. and listening for that still quiet voice will lead you in the direction. And then the last one we have is release patterns and beliefs that no longer serve you. So we work to the first three things. We're kind of identifying and looking for the discrepancies and what we're really about. And then it's about releasing the patterns and beliefs that no longer serve us. So I choose not to be that person anymore. I choose to be more authentic. Right. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice though. Yep. That's the thing. It's a choice. It's there a choice. is intention here and it is a choice. So we've got personality now, ways to change your personality. Just so y'all know, he had the list. I did not. You didn't have the list? No. Okay, let me see here. I'm going through this. While you're going through that, I'm going to prove you wrong. But it was right here. Oh, you're right. You don't have the list. I stand corrected. My fault. Go ahead. Sorry. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Oh, are you being sarcastic? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. Okay, so we're going on the ways to change your personality, yes. right? Okay. So identify the parts of your personality that hold you back. What? What? <laughs> your handwriting sucks. Give me that. <laughs> I'll carry this thing. All right. Oh, my God. This is... <laughs> it's late, y'all. It's late. I can't read your handwriting. I'm okay. sorry. These are ways to change the mask. This is how you ch change your mask. Like tomorrow morning, I'm changing my mask from a non-understanding, impatient parent to a patient one. That's so awesome. I love that. The first thing I'm going to do is identify the parts of my personality that hold me back. Yeah. Number one, I'm impatient. You think? <laughs> Just impatient. <laughs> I'm impatient and I'm distracted all the time. Yeah. So I will remove distractions essentially my phone and I will be present when he's around. Oh, those are the two parts of my personality that are holding me back from making this change. And that is, that takes intentions. So it does take intention, right? Yeah. Then I'm going to give myself permission to change the things that hold me back. So identifying them is first thing. And I kind of do these as one step Yeah, and then give myself permission to change them. Like it's okay. Like I'm not going to miss out on a message that just was urgent. I'm not going to my my family is my priority. Right. I need to be present. It's okay. I need to give myself permission to let those things go. I'm, the fear of missing out is not more important than my son knowing that he's supported when he's upset. Yeah. So it has depth and weight. Now, the next thing is I will need accountability. Anytime we make a change of our personality, well, she's over here holding her hand. <laughs> We will, we will need <laughs> I accountability. Will gladly, I will gladly so be So this can be your partner, partner. This can be a friend. This can be a therapist or a coach or a mentor mm -hmm. or a sponsor. If you're working a 12-step program, this person holds you accountable to a degree. Yeah. So as I go through this and I'm changing and I've made it clear my intentions to change, it's not just magically going to happen. It's going to take some grinding. It's going to take, there's going to be rust. It's not going to be perfect at first. Yes. I will try to do it and I will fail and she will remind me when I do. And I'm not going to be a jerk about it either. No. I'm not going to get offended or get my feelings hurt when she's like, hey, he's upset. He just came to you. You just did it again. I go, damn it. I got to get better. Right. And I'm not better. doing it to criticize you. I'm literally just bringing it to your attention. Yeah. And I've asked for the accountability. Yes. I've got to get, so if you you're serious. You can't get mad at accountability partners when they're actually trying to hold you no, accountable. No, they're going to deliver truth bomb after truth bomb. Yeah. Dude. Get ready to take it. You better yeah. have a helmet on. Get ready. So I'm ready. Ready. Call me out. Let me know. And I will humbly accept criticism. Yeah. It's another piece of this thing. Yes. Uh, 
another piece of this thing, and this is sort of related to not so much related to mine right here that we're talking about, but mm-hmm. in general, when I think back to when I changed my personality and you changed yours, make telling the truth a habit. Yes. And listen for inner guidance. Make telling tr- uh, the truth a habit. Yep. I lied about everything back in the day. When I was a chameleon, mm-hmm. I would just make shit up like not for no reason. Yeah. Like for no reason. They would, someone would ask me, oh, have you seen this movie? I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I've never seen sure. that, man. I just didn't want to be awkward in the conversation. I yep. wanted to be agreeable. I wanted people to like me. Like, no, I've never seen this random movie you're talking about, but just give me the gist. Yeah. That's that's an acceptable answer. Just like it's okay to say, I don't know, if somebody asks you a question, when a lot of people will just lie and say something that they think yeah. is right. It's like, oh, hey, remember, you, you, you know uh, Carl, right? I'm looking at him like, no, I don't know Carl. I have no clue. But I used to be agreeable and just admit, yeah, I'll just admit it. I'm just tell the truth all the time. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse, I'm telling the truth. Yeah. And listening for inner guidance. And so we talked about inner guidance a little bit, but inner guidance for me is that still small, quiet voice. It's almost the one that wants me to do the hard thing all the time. Mm-hmm. It gets louder the more you listen to it. And we meditate and meditation really helps you hone in on that, that voice. It yeah. gets louder yep. as you recognize it, but listening to that, that inner guidance, listening to that voice truly helps, um, develop authenticity and change, change these things in your personality. So, I think that's all we've got for tonight. Yeah. I've got some stuff here about authenticity, but I think we've about covered it. I think we'll put some of this stuff up on the blog and on Instagram as well. Yes. We'll save some for, for those that would like to read this. Uh, where are we at with the YouTube channel? It should be out this week. I'm hoping we're going to have it out this week. I hope so. So Fingers maybe crossed. by Thursday or Friday. It's if you approve my editing. What do you mean? <laughs> Your editing's great. Yeah, we're doing everything ourselves, so things are kind of rusty, but that's how we process things. It's yeah. how we learn. We're, er, we're big early on. That. on. We're yeah, we're having to do a lot of this stuff ourselves. And Paige has done a fantastic job, I think, of the editing. Big shout out to Paige, Thanks. our video editor. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and it's been really cool watching you grow and get good at this. But for those of you that want to good. watch these episodes, they're going to be out there very soon. So. Hopefully this week, Thursday or Friday, maybe even Wednesday, it comes in line with the episode. Who knows? But it's going to be this week, I think. Yeah. Let's, let's just commit to it and do it. Right. So we've been behind the scenes tinkering with this stuff, and I think we're going to release two or three, right? How many do you have ready? I have two ready, and then this would be the third one that we have out. Awesome. So Because we're not stuff. starting all the way from the beginning. That'd be too much. It's a lot. I tried, and I was like, I can't do that. It's just too much. <laughs> okay. So if you haven't already... Please check us out on social media. We are on Instagram at Tufo underscore couple. That's T-W-F-O underscore couple. On Facebook at Tufo couple. We are on TikTok at Tufo underscore couple. Oh, good job. And YouTube, I'm guessing that's till the wheels fall off, right? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Gosh, we should have had this ready. <laughs> no, it is. I'm not going to put it Stay out there. Stay tuned on right our there. social medias for more information on the YouTube channel. You'll be able to find tons of stuff out there so yeah we'll keep you current in our stories and our posts we're always we're always on top of that yeah uh so until next time i am matt i'm Paige, and we'll see you bye